0: Hello everyone, my name is Steffi Lin, and welcome to Primal Alignment. For today's episode, I want to talk about plant-based diets and their possible connection with disordered eating. But before I get into that, I want to have a little disclaimer. I'm not a health expert. I'm not an authority on anything. I'm just a normal person who struggled a lot with disordered eating and who has a lot of experience with plant-based dieting. So I'm just here giving my opinion. This isn't necessarily advice for anyone to follow. It's just my opinion, what I think is going on here and my experience. So with that out of the way Do plant-based diets cause disordered eating? In my opinion, yes they do. And in my experience, they definitely do. But before we get into that, let's talk about what a plant-based diet is. Because I don't know if everyone has the same definition, and mine might be a little more radical than someone else's. So for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to explain what a plant-based diet is to me, what I personally think that is. So a plant-based diet, in my opinion, is a diet that's made up of 50% plant foods or more. So that could be like having three to four ounces of chicken breast, a side of brown rice, a little side salad, and an apple with a glass of water. I would consider that a plant-based meal, 100%. Um, The standard American diet, for example, The food pyramid that I'm sure most of us have learned about in elementary school or even more modern, the food plate, those are 70% plant foods. Those are definitely plant-based in my opinion. Conventional wisdom is plant-based. You see in the media plant-based diets being pushed by celebrities, by these new studies that come out. We're always being told to limit our meat. In society so I would consider you know all of that to be plant-based I think our society is plant-based and I know some people would disagree with that and say well you know like a vegan or vegetarian diet is plant-based but if you're including like meat every day that can't be plant-based but in my opinion even if you're including meat on a daily basis I mean you could be including meat in every single meal But if it's still meat deficient, that's plant-based. I think there needs to be a bare minimum of animal protein that we need. And it can't just be the lean cuts. We need like that fatty protein to get those fat-soluble vitamins. So a plant-based diet is any diet that is made up of 50% or more of plant foods, in my opinion. So Let's talk about why this is a problem. Like why is having a plant-based diet an issue to begin with? Like how could it ever lead to disordered eating? Like what are the downfall of a plant-based diet? Well, I think the best way to explain this is that plants and animal foods have different versions of the same nutrients and they're absorbed differently by the human body depending what they are. And I think the best example is vitamin A. In animal foods, vitamin A is known as retinol. And in plant foods, it's known as beta carotene. So when you consume beta carotene, the human body has to convert it to retinol because that's the version that the body uses. We don't use beta carotene. We have to convert it to retinol. And the problem here is that our body can only convert 5% of it. That is an extremely low amount. You'd have to eat a ton of carrots and a ton of sweet potatoes. And I think you could eat those all day and still not reach the amount you need. Not to mention the other plant foods you have to consume for the other nutrients that you need. It's a 5% conversion rate. So what ends up happening there is that you're losing out on a ton of retinol. And if you're one of the unlucky people out there in the population, you might have a gene mutation that doesn't allow you to make that conversion at all. So you're even more deficient than the guy who's only getting 5% retinol. So that's why plant-based diets are an issue, because that is the case with all the plant-based nutrients. The human body cannot utilize and uptake them as easily. They have to convert it, and it's not a great conversion. And the same thing happens with omega-3s, for example. It's a very bad conversion rate. You could never get the same omega-3 from flax seeds as you can from salmon. It's just you cannot come close. So that is why plant-based diets kind of have these huge pitfalls and why it's dangerous to start limiting your meat in favor of them. Because when you stop getting these proper nutrients, you put yourself at extreme risk for nutrient, nutrient deficiencies, which I think can lead to disordered eating. And I'll get more into that. So another big issue with this is satiation. When you are satiated, you no longer have the urge to eat you feel full, you feel satisfied, and you feel safe. You're not battling this voice in your head to eat more. You just feel calm. You're good. That meal satiated you. Now, if you're not getting your nutrients, like we just talked about, because you're eating a plant-based diet, you're never going to reach full satiation. Now, you might get full for a while, but you're never truly going to feel actually satisfied. For example, when I was binging all the time, I mean, I could binge for like eight hours, 12 hours straight, very little breaks in between eating. And I wouldn't feel satiated that whole time. I would just feel really full and sick, but I still want to eat more. The desire to eat never left me. So it's the same with a plant-based diet. You know, you just Aren't reaching that satiation because you're not getting those proper nutrients because your body is only converting 5% or less. So you're getting deficiencies, which is causing your brain to think, oh my God, like, are we in a survival situation? Like, why are we only eating these low nutrient foods? We need to signal to eat more. So then you want to eat more even though you just had a meal. So I think that can lead to disordered eating right there. You're never feeling satiated, and that can lead to overeating on other things because you're not understanding why you're wanting to eat so much. That can lead you down a road of overeating and restricting very easily. You gotta look at the human body as a very primal thing. It doesn't understand it's in the modern time. So when you're eating, A bunch of plants your body is perceiving a famine because humans in nature would always prize meat over plants plants were just in addition to our diets they were like cool we came across some plants we'll obviously eat them but we're not gonna prioritize them over a bison like we get all our nutrients from that bison you know if we can't find some bison but we find a tuber in the dirt sure we'll eat it for some quick calories But we have evolved to get our nutrients from that animal. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. That's just how we've eaten for millions of years. So when you're in the modern day eating plants, your body is thinking, oh my God, are there no bison around? Can we not find some meat? Like we're going to have to conserve our fat stores because this could get serious. So you know, you can really put yourself in a bad situation when it comes to your fat distribution, the way you're gonna start losing weight, and then the mental aspect, because you're trying to, you know, lose weight or be healthy, but you're constantly having to bow the urge to overeat because, because you're never satiated and you just don't feel good. So I think you need to understand, you know, we only ate plants in times of scarcity. We didn't eat them over meat. But that's just one of the downfalls of be, being a modern human. We're, we're disconnected from how the human animal is supposed to live. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, you know, <laughs> I wish I was a freaking cave woman. But I think it's important to understand these little nuances of how the human was supposed to live so that we can apply these in our everyday life that we can live the healthiest that we're meant to while living in the modern times so with all that out of the way and I hope that all makes sense I'm going to talk about my experience with plant-based dieting and how I think it really made my eating disorder so much worse and I think it prolonged it and made it like oh Just thinking about it, like I I really feel like if I just wasn't so stuck on plant-based dieting, I could have dug my way out of this disordered hole so much sooner. I mean, I struggled with this since like 2011 and I just got out of it last August. That's nine years of my life. And even before that, I was disordered my whole childhood and in high school. So I've always had a bad relationship with food. So I guess I'll start with, you know, being a child. I mean, my parents fed me the standard American diet. They never limited my meat, but you know, mac and cheese for dinner was common, grilled cheese sandwiches, tomato soup, you know, you know, when my dad would go and get some like meat, like, you know, a bunch of drumsticks or like ribs or something, that was always a special occasion because that stuff was more expensive. So as a child, you know, I never experienced being satiated. So I would, you know, like I said in the first episode, I would go crazy rummaging through my cabinets looking for food because I was never satisfied with what I was eating. And I think that's due to being on a plant-based diet. I I really think not getting those nutrients triggers you to want to eat more because your body is panicking and thinking there's a, a famine and it's motivating you to go hunt, to go get some food. But you, if you don't know any of this information, you're not gonna know what's happening. You're just gonna sit there thinking, wow, I'm such a glutton. Like, how come my willpower is so terrible? Where I don't think willpower has anything to do with sticking to a diet. I think it's all about the nutrients that you're getting. Um, yeah, and as a teenager, you know, when I started dieting, I ate rice and beans when I lost my weight. I went from 200 pounds to 150 pounds. I was eating meat every few days and it'd just be some chicken. Like I wasn't even eating fatty meat. So I wasn't getting fat soluble vitamins even when I was eating protein. So that's another thing, you know, and that's why I constantly would, you know, always have to fight to stay on track. You know, I wasn't full on binging, binging in high school But, you know, I definitely would have periods of overeating. I'd have periods of like, oh, I'm sick of dieting. I'm just I'm just going to eat what I want for a bit. And like, you know, I'd have a week or two where I would eat to satiation every day. But that was always so short lived because I never really could reach that level of like feeling calm after a meal. I just was always ready to eat more, which brings me to the fact that when I look back, a lot of my binges start with me eating meat. Like meat was such a gateway food to get me to binge. So this is kind of interesting. You know, I would be sitting there wanting some meat that my, like my dad would be cooking. Like a lot of the time it'd be when he would be grilling in the summer. That would happen, that would happen like multiple times a week. And I I always hated it because every single time he'd start grilling some drumsticks or some ribs or something, I would get triggered because I I would have to immediately start fighting that binge voice. And it's so exhausting arguing with yourself because like I said in the first episode, your binge voice talks to you in your own voice. So it feels like you're trying to convince yourself, you know, it it takes a lot of like practice to kind of recognize like, "Oh, oh, that's not me talking. That's my binge voice, you know. That's the animal part of my brain that's addicted to binging. I can't listen to that. If you're someone who's red Brain Over Binge, that will make sense to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I would be sitting there arguing with myself and my binge voice is just so smart and devious. Like it would, instead of trying to convince me to binge, it would convince me to eat the meat that I'm craving. So I'd be sitting there fighting that binge voice it tell me, Hey, just eat some drumsticks. If you just ate that and nothing else, like that won't be the end of the world. It's okay that you already reached your calories. Like it's not going to be a huge deal. So I would be okay with that. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. If I just had these drumsticks, that's not a binge. And who knows, maybe this will lead me to recovery because I'm I'm eating a little bit off plan and I'd have the drumsticks. And as soon as I would be done eating them, I would feel guilty. And my binge voice would come back immediately and tell me, Wow, you messed up. You went over your calories. Are you insane? Like you know you're gonna binge now. Like you might as well start over. I mean, you fought you fought the binge voice all day long. I mean you know, and then you messed up anyways, you might as well binge. You know, we'll get it out of our system right now and, and then after this we'll be good. We won't we won't binge anymore. And that'd work every time. Like, I swear, I'd always start with meat first. That was always like, like as the years went on and I restricted more and more, like it always be meat. Meat would be the thing I would eat first so that I could then use that as an excuse to binge. So I'm looking back as a carnivore right now, my body just wanted some nutrients, some fat soluble vitamins. Like I was so deficient. You know, I had anemia and I had zinc deficiencies. I could see those white lines on my nails. And like my skin was really pale. And I just like didn't have energy. Like there'd be days where I'd be walking around with no energy. And it's just because I'm not eating enough food in general. But like also the nutrients so that my bodily functions are running at 100%. I mean it's just really interesting. Like looking back and seeing, like, I just wanted so much meat (laughs) all along. And I'm trying to eat rice and beans, which is supposed to be a perfect plant protein. Like that's never going to satiate you. And you, you know, there's tons of anti-nutrients in beans. Like I'm going to be losing nutrients eating that. And I personally don't think plant protein is converted the same way animal protein is into amino acids i think you lose some amino acids in that process i just i don't think it's the same because um, you like i never felt the same eating rice and beans as i do now eating like a pound of steak at a time <laughs> like it's just not even close so i'm gonna segue into like nutritional deficiencies and mental illness I think we can all agree that if you're deficient in things, you're not going to give your mental health a chance. I think you make yourself more vulnerable to mental illness and an eating disorder is a mental illness. So if you're like eating this plant-based diet to be healthier, to lose weight or whatever, even if you didn't have any disordered eating prior, I think you put yourself at great risk when you start getting those deficiencies and if you're someone who's like obsessive or kind of quirky or neurotic around food like i was you start getting disordered eating now what disordered eating really is is just like you kind of get like neurotic around your food you refuse to eat off plan you restrict in times of overeating so to like to make up for it you're not full on starving yourself and you're not full on binging but you know you might have a day where you go to a restaurant and you eat whatever you want at that restaurant then you go home and feel guilty so then the next day you might cut your calories by 300 or something to kind of make up for it I would call that like disordered eating I wouldn't say it's a full-blown eating disorder I just I think disordered eating is like developing quirky habits within your diet that aren't necessarily healthy And they can definitely lead to an eating disorder, which happened with me all through high school. When I was losing that 50 pounds, I had little quirky behaviors like that, where I would, you know, I'd restrict, restrict, restrict. And I'd give myself that one day a week where I would eat whatever I wanted. I do think there's a little bit of a difference though. I think when you have the full blown eating disorder, your behaviors become much more drastic. You know, you start like actually starving yourself and avoiding meals and skipping meals. And then you... you start binging, which like overeating and binging, like not even the same thing. Like, unless you actually binge, like you do not know how disgusting and mindless and horrible it is. Like, you just sit there for hours eating and eating and eating. You're sick and you're still eating. You just keep eating and you don't care and you're high and like you don't have a problem in the world anymore like you almost feel happy while you're binging because it's like it's this thing that you're denying yourself all the time and then you finally give into it so you feel good like oh yes I'm finally doing this thing I've wanted to do all week I can I can imagine it you know could almost be like a drug addiction (laughs) um but yeah like binging like oh it's It can get really crazy. Like I said, like I know I've had fifty thousand calorie binges like a hundred percent, like a ton of times. Like man, I could eat and eat and eat and eat and eat for hours and not take any breaks. Just keep eating, like I mean, oh I was definitely on track to being on my six hundred pound life, like I swear to God. (laughs) Like I got to be a I got to be 320 pounds. Like that is not sm- that's not a small weight gain. I, g- I gained a, like 170 pounds. Like that is how crazy binging can get if you don't get it in check. Like if you're struggling with binging now, like I urge you to seek recovery with it, read some material, and most importantly, like the whole point of this episode in my opinion is to satiate yourself so you don't have these urges to begin with. Um, yeah, so like, I think with disordered eating, there are some like physical and mental mental symptoms to think about. So with physical symptoms, I'm talking about like being hungry, feeling fatigued, just not feeling like super happy all the time. You just kind of might be a little depressed. You're not sure why, you know, like a lot of people who embark on a diet, they just assume it's supposed to be miserable. It's really not. Um, you know, you just feel run down, and I guess the depression is more of a mental symptom. You know, I want to talk about that too. Like you feel depressed, you're constantly having to argue with yourself, you're constantly having having to have willpower. You never feel super confident, and even if you're getting the weight loss you want, and even if you know you feel like you're getting healthier and stuff, you're never you're never really feeling that great about it. You know you might get some body dysmorphia which um i want to talk about like fat distribution and losing weight like in a future podcast like i think um i think gluconeogenesis which is the turning of muscle into glucose i think that can really mess with our minds when it comes to losing weight because we're losing weight on the scale but we're almost looking fatter over time and i think it's because we're burning muscle due to gluconeogenesis so I'm going to talk about that whole entire thing in a future episode because I think that really contributed to my body dysmorphia when I was one hundred and twenty six pounds, but I still felt fat because I literally had fat on my belly. <laughs> so yeah, those are some physical and mental sim- mental symptoms I mean you just you know, you're feeling hungry, you feeling run down, you have fatigue, your, you know, your muscles might not recover quickly between workouts and you just feel kind of depressed. And when you're having those nutritional deficiencies, it's gonna exacerbate your mental illness every single time you need to be, you know, fueling your brain so that your brain can do its processes correctly. If you're not, you're not even going to give yourself a proper chance. And if you're relying on getting these nutrients from a plant-based diet, well, we covered earlier, it's only a 5% conversion rate. And a lot of the time it's zero. So like, what can you do here? Do you have to give up plants to be healthy? Of course not. I don't think that's the case at all. And that's not what I'm advocating just because I do a carnivore diet and just because it was essential for me to recover I'm not saying everyone needs to do that. I think plants can be a healthy addition to a diet. What I'm advocating against is making your diet meat deficient. You don't want to be plant-based, you want to be meat-based with some plants thrown in there. That's what I think is optimal for most people out there. So, you know, if you're having like a full-blown eating disorder, like you have a mental illness, So I would suggest eating very fatty cuts of meat and a lot of cholesterol-rich foods like eggs because that stuff will help your brain heal. It'll make you feel satiated because you're getting proper nutrients and proper amino acids and it's going to make you feel safe. Like, safe and satiated and calm. If you're, you know... Hell bent on sticking to a plant-based diet because you think it's working for you, or you think it's more ethical, or you just that's what you believe is better. You know, you just got to take a look in the mirror. Like, is it actually working for you? Or are you getting kind of weird around your food? Are you getting disordered? Are you having to constantly like fight hunger? Do you have to eat every three hours? You know, you you know, are your nails looking strong? Are your teeth turning like clear and gray is your hair falling out you need to look at these things because you don't have to necessarily have a straight-up eating disorder to see that something's wrong i mean you can have very physical symptoms that can really take a toll on your body i mean there are tons of people who deteriorate only physically for me it was both i had physical and mental deterioration when i was plant-based And I was not meatless. That's what's so important to know. I wasn't meatless. I never was. I mean, when I was paleo, I was eating animal protein for all three of my meals, but it was still a plant-based diet in my opinion because I still valued plant foods above meat. I thought all my nutrients still came from plant foods. So I only ate like chicken and turkey on a paleo diet and I would eat beef, which I considered like a treat, once a week and it'd be lean beef I wasn't even eating like a fatty ribeye something with good fat soluble vitamins you know some clas which basically act as omega-3s and like you know just that good beautiful cholesterol that like completely nourishes your brain like I wasn't even doing that on a paleo diet I was still plant-based I think a lot of people on paleo eat a plant-based diet and don't even know it And again, that's all a matter of opinion, just to me, like, man, if you're eating like a ton of plants (laughs) and you're eating a bunch of lean protein, like you're plant-based in my opinion, you know, chicken might as well be a vegetable. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But seriously, um, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize how meat deficient they truly are. And I think they really contribute to the eating disorders because like, Like I was saying with me personally, by eating my plant-based diet, I was constantly having to have willpower, constantly arguing with myself. I never felt satiated. I was always hungry. Even if I wasn't hungry, I was like mentally still hungry, if that makes sense. Like I still wanted to eat more. And then I'd overeat, which would cause me to restrict later. And then, you know, when I started college, I 100% tightened my diet, I restricted more than I ever had in my life, I completely stopped overeating in every instance, and you know, eight to nine months later, I'm having full blown binges, and then I'm having to starve myself to compensate and purge with exercise, and then I stick to this plant-based diet and I never get better, and every single time I try to recover, I never am able to find that missing link, which all along it's been nutrient dense food, which is meat, meat and animal fats, you know, I don't just eat like steak. I also will, you know, eat animal fats as well. You know, I think that's important. You need to feed your brain, you know, you need to basically, you know, feed every system in your, in the human body so that you can be optimal. You need to fix your deficiencies and heal and i just don't think it's possible with a plant-based diet. I I don't think it is and i like i said even the standard american diet it's plant-based. And it's just really unfortunate because people don't know any better. I my god, i'm turning 28 in like a couple months and it took me that many years essentially to you know get this all together to realize this. I wasted so many years recovering And not being able to because I just didn't understand like actual nutrients. I always viewed food as calories and plants are lower in calories than meat. So that's why I always inherently stuck to that. So that's why I kind of hope people can understand like you might be eating a plant-based diet and struggling and not even know that it is plant-based. You can eat meat and be plant-based. And I think they make eating disorders way worse because you're not eating enough nutrients, you're not feeling satiated, which leads to overeating and restricting. And that will, that will eventually lead to an eating disorder if you don't get yourself together in time. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap it up. It's been around 30 minutes. Um, part two is gonna come out on Thursday. And I'm gonna talk about plant-based dieting and trying to recover. Um, I'm going to talk more about it causing disordered eating and you know some people that I see trying to recover are using plant-based diets. It's almost like people recovering from eating disorders just are inherently afraid of meat for some reason. So I kind of want to explore that and talk about that. So I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you on Thursday. Bye!